Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome back to today's episode. So today we're going to talk about how to make decisions that move you forward in life. And you might be wondering, what the heck is a decision that moves me forward in life and why do I even care about it? Well, I'm going to help you out with that. So a decision that moves you forward in life, I guess, I guess no preamble. We're just going to dive right in. Apparently a decision that moves you forward in life is a decision that with all of the current knowledge you have, you only have to make once and you get multiple benefits from it. So let's make it tangible. Let's make this realistic. A decision that moves you forward in life is going to be, hmm, let me think of something. I'm going to try and think of two different examples so that this can click for you guys. Two different examples. So I'll do a work one and a personal one. A work one would be to set up a system, let's say, super cheesy, right? A system of passwords or a system of checks or even like a checklist that you use for yourself, not for anyone else, but for yourself consistently so that you can reap the benefits of it over and over and over again. So a concrete example would be a spreadsheet full of all of the passwords that you have. So that way, every time you need a password, instead of having to remember what the password was and do this and do that, or if you needed to update the password, you could just go ahead and put it on your spreadsheet and move on. Now, the IT person in me is cringing because I just recommended keeping all your passwords in one place. But hear me out. It's a spreadsheet. It's at work. I'm assuming you don't have, you know, confidential or client specific information that could get out and wreck someone's life. I'm talking like a password to like your email because your email is benign and no one cares about hacking your email, but you get the point, right? You've got all of the content and all of the information that you need stored in one place and you can reap the benefit of it, AKA not having to hunt for a password 19,000 times later on. Another work example could be having like a personal checklist. So say you are a manager or say you are Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what level job you are. Let's, let's take that out of the equation. You are an employee that likes to perform at a high level. And you notice that if you do X, Y, and Z tasks consistently, it makes your job easier for you. It makes you look good in your company and it makes it so that you can shine and move forward. So if you don't do those tasks all the time, so say it's not something that you do like daily or even weekly, Um, even if you don't do it necessarily monthly, maybe you only do it every couple of months or something like that. What I would recommend, again, a decision that moves you forward in life, a cheesy one, mind you, but still would be to write down all of those things. So if it's a specific report you run every three months, write down the report, write down the name, uh, write down whatever filters you use to run the report. You kind of, you kind of get my drift, right? Super cheesy examples, but we're starting off small so that we can kind of grow into some bigger decisions going later on in the podcast. So a decision that moves you forward in life in regards to your personal life could be the way that we're going to go for a bigger one. Apparently (laughs) the way that you go ahead and structure your week, or maybe you notice that after a certain time at night, you're just a cranky pants. And then the next day at work, you're a nightmare and you're just miserable and you're not happy. So a decision that can move you forward in life would be that you're always home by X time at night. 
or a decision that moves you forward in life could be, you know, it sounds silly, but for me, it's using the Walmart grocery app. This is not an ad for them, so don't take it that way. But, you know, I use the Walmart grocery app and I have all of my favorites saved in there. And then I literally, if I have a really stressful week or if I'm really tired or if I'm sick or overwhelmed, I can go ahead and go through my favorites, literally schedule when I want to pick up my groceries, check all the groceries in the list, add everything that I need. And literally, mind you, I've taken the time over probably a couple months to scan and add all the things we buy all the time. So I don't necessarily have like the one-off things in there, but the water we buy, the juices we buy, the eggs we buy, the bacon we buy, the hot sauce we buy, the cat snacks we buy. You, You get the point. The things we're buying consistently in our household, they're all saved under the favorite section in the Walmart grocery app. So when life is a little overwhelming or chaotic, I can go in the grocery app. I can buy all the things I would normally buy anyway. I can order it for a time that's more convenient. I can drive my little car over, pick up the groceries and truck on. So again, two kind of fluffy-ish examples, one a fluffy one for work and one a fluffy one for personal life. And you may be thinking, okay, cool. Those are decisions that move you forward in life so that you don't lose some passwords and you don't have to go grocery shopping. Great. What does this have to do with me? Well, the first half of this episode, we're going to talk about like why, why even talk about this? Why should we even have a conversation about this? Um, and the second half, you know the drill. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, I will go into some journal prompts and I'll go into some more deeper. Well, I shouldn't say more deeper. I will go into deeper examples that you can really use. But this only works if you understand the front fundamentals first. And you do the baby steps first. You can't go from zero to 100 within a day and be like, oh my God, I'm amazing. All my decisions only move me forward in life and that's it. I am so clutter free and happy. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. Like my voice, I can't even, I can't even make up a voice that sounds like that. So first half, baby steps. So I would like you, whether you are listening to this in the car, on a walk, wherever you're listening to me. I would like you to stop if you can, pause, whether you pause the episode, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, whatever, or if you're just going to think it in your head, or maybe if you're in your car, say it out loud, if you feel safe and comfortable and all that jazz. But I would like you to kind of list out some stuff that makes you feel overwhelmed. So for me, it could be having an inconsistent, inconsistent schedule at night. I really... I'm a creature of habit in a sense, and I love routines. And to be honest, a routine in my household is a blessing and a curse because if we have a bad routine, it blows everything up. And then if we have a great routine, but it's a really fragile one, it can make things easy or it can blow things up. So routines in my household are super important to us, you know, all the other things behind it, you know, the reasons behind it, the whys, it doesn't matter. It really either can make or break us a really good routine. So something that is frustrating or overwhelming could be a really bad routine. So say we have a specific bad routine about X, Y, and Z. So I would write that down or I would think about it. So another thing that frustrates me could be a specific thing at work. If there's something where I feel like I'm not performing to the level I want to be at, because again, super overachiever, then I would write that down or I would think about it. If there's something in my personal life where I'm like, you know what, Eh, just doesn't feel good. You know, I would write it down or I would think about it. So little cues that you could be thinking about if something hasn't popped into your head as I've been rambling would be something along the lines of, 
you know, it just doesn't feel good. It feels frustrating. It feels overwhelming. It feels meh. like, I don't know how to, this, you know, what, what is meh, but you get the point. It's frustrating. It's overwhelming. And you're just not digging it. So once you started to think of those things, then I want you to kind of go to the other extreme. I want you to go and think of, okay, well, what would replacing that with this most amazing thing ever look like? That's a decision that moves you forward. So let's go back to the night routine for a personal one. A decision that moves me forward, if I've identified the issue that my night routine of X isn't moving me forward. So my night routine of, let's say, going to bed early, because I always like to go to bed early and get a crap ton of sleep. My night routine of going to bed early isn't working. It feels mech. It feels overwhelming. It feels frustrating. It's not consistent. Again, you get the drill, right? What would a decision that moves me forward look like? Well, the results would be, oh man, I can get eight, nine hours of sleep a night consistently. I feel refreshed and amazing. I love my nighttime routine. It doesn't stress me out. It makes me really happy and joyful. That would be like the goal of what you're looking for. That would be when I make these decisions, I know where I want to end up. Because here's the thing. If you don't know where you want to end up, all of this is going to be pointless. So I know I'm going a little bit from zero to a hundred, but bear with me again. I'll, I'll make it all at the end with a nice little bow so you can have this and you can use it in your own life. And you know, the drill, if you want to look at the notes, if you want to look at the journal prompts, any of that stuff, go over to the blog, margaretstevens.co and you can see it all there and you can re-listen to this podcast episode. So it's almost like a little journal session that's recorded for you. So think of it that way. So you're going to want a decision that moves you forward in life. You're going to want to identify what that decision is. So another thing that you'll want to do, and we'll talk about those questions in the second half of the episode, but another thing you'll want to do is you're going to want to start identifying some core questions to ask yourself. So again, that you're not making the same decision over and over and over and over and over again. So there's this thing called decision fatigue, and it's a real thing. You can go ahead and Google it if you need to, um, preferably after the podcast. Um, And I've talked about it before. I've talked about like using units of energy, things like that. So another term for this is called decision fatigue. And when it comes to decision fatigue, that is because you are having to consciously make the same decision over and over and over again. Well, why? I would, I would even, I would stop you there and I would challenge you and go, why are you making the same decision over and over again? Are the situations changing? Are the terms changing? Are the results going to change? Are the, uh, is the information going to change? If none of that is changing, then why are you making the same decisions over and over and over again? If you, let's, let's go with a clear, another example for you. If you know that your health, well, okay, personal example, if you know that your household runs really, really well, owing, only going out twice a week, why are you not filling in the remaining nights of the week with some version of a meal? Whether it's a, like a, a meal plan meal, if it's a kit meal, if it's someone else cooking for you, if it's you've bulked cooked, if you've cooked for yourself, it doesn't matter. If you know that life kind of falls apart when you go out three, four, five times a night, why are you letting yourself make that decision over and over again? Why are you stressing yourself out? Why are you giving into the decision fatigue? You know what the result looks like. You don't like it. It makes you feel meh. So what would awesome decisions look like? What would 
it look like if you moved forward in life? So using the food example, moving forward in life would be, okay, two nights a week, it's going to be a free for all. And then the other nights of the week, we are going to have enough groceries on hand to go ahead and cook for the week. And then that way the decision's done. You know, every week when you go to the grocery store, you have to plan for five, five meals. That's it. There's no like, oh, let's do six or seven this week. Let's do 10 this week. You know, no matter what, every time I go to the grocery store, I need to plan for five meals. Decision done, made, let's move on. The whole point of all of this and the whole point of all of the examples is when you have a decision that moves you forward in life, it frees up your time and energy to focus on things that are more important. And majority of the examples I'm going to give in this podcast are going to be, you know, kind of light and fluffy. And, you know, I'll give you some heavier examples later on. But the whole point is to move you forward in life so that you can do the things you want to do. And that can be at work. So moving you forward in life so that you could be the employee you want to be, the manager you want to be, the coworker you want to be. And you have to get out of the minutia. You have to get the minutia out of your way and clear the space so that you can achieve that. Because you're not going to be able to achieve it with all this freaking baggage coming along. It just doesn't work. Otherwise, you would have achieved it by now. You know, it can also even mean, I always go back to my core things is I want to have so much time on my hands that I feel oh like overwhelmed in a good way with the amount of time I'm spending with my husband and my babies. And that is always my goal. I'm always thinking, what can I do to maximize the time I have with all of my fur babies, all of my future babies, you know, my, you know, the kids I'll have 20 years from now, like all of those things, my husband, my parents, my in-laws, my grandmother, my friends. I'm always thinking of that. I'm always thinking of how can I spend more time with the people I love? And the only way that's going to happen if is if I don't fill my life with a bunch of bullshit, you know, if I don't fill my life with the minutia, if I'm not making the same dumb decisions every single week when I could kind of organize it, streamline it, line it a little bit, and then I can move forward because not only did I clear up my brain, I've cleared up my schedule most of the time. Most of the time, regardless of whatever the decision is, whether it's something grocery related or work related or this, it doesn't matter. You're always going to gain back some time that you would have lost to something that is just retarded. And the other thing too is at the end of it, even if you don't quote unquote gain time, so maybe work is just smoother and you're still working your eight hour day, but it's a smoother eight hour day, you're not going to be as fatigued when you go to do the thing you want to do. So when you go to spend time with your family, when you go to do that craft, when you go to do that hobby, when you go to that workout class, when you go to do whatever it is, you're trying to free up the time, you have less decision fatigue bottled up in you, you have more available energy to actually do something that you love. So that would be if you have to, you know, kind of 10,000, you know, foot view it, that would be the ultimate goal. I am clearing up these decisions in my life. I'm making things easier so that I can do the things I want to do so that I can spend more time with the family. So I can spend more time with my friends. I can spend more time doing my craft. I can do the things that light me up and I can be more present for them because if you're doing it, but you're not present. Again, I go back to what's the point. So that little rant being said, I'm going to go ahead and pause real quick. You're going to listen to 
the middle episode ad, and then we will come back with the journal prompts and some deeper questions so that you can see this in practicality or in practice. You know, I've gone over the theory of it. I've gone over some baby examples. Um, but now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. So I will see you back in just a second. Alrighty, welcome back. Okay, so second half of this episode, again, we're going to talk about the meat and potatoes of what does this actually look like? If I were sitting next to you and I was helping you implement this, what does that mean? So I go back to let's have some identifying questions that you can use and you can tweak it to your own, you know, preferences, but I'll give you some things to start out with. Um, but let's have you have a list of identifying questions that you can use so that you're not making the same decision twice. And then the other thing that we'll end up doing is we will talk about how to use this so that you are having your friends and your family and your even your coworkers at this point, you're having the other people in your life help you do the same thing. It's not where you're gaining all this traction and you're making smarter decisions or easier decisions or streamlined decisions. And then you're dealing with everyone and their brother and it's just chaos and you're constantly having to manage everyone else's chaos. If that was the case, it would be pointless because it's not going to work. So let's go over the journal prompts. And normally I know I do the journal prompts at the end, but in this episode, it just doesn't make sense. So let's go over the questions to help you identify things so that you don't make the same decision twice. So first question I would ask or even think is what's the goal or the feeling I'm trying to achieve? So let's use the nighttime routine as an example because it's the one that's kind of weighing on my brain a lot. So let's live journal it. What's the goal or feeling I'm trying to achieve in regards to my nighttime routine? Well, I would love to have at least eight hours a night of where it's just sleeping, not resting, but full sleeping. And I go to bed rested and I wake up being rested and I'm not rushed because I'm again, well rested. So that's the goal I'm trying to achieve being well rested. The feeling I'm trying to achieve is not being rushed. So the second question would be, does this decision make it easier or harder to achieve what I want? Well, the decision would be Let's say, okay, let me go to bed at nine o'clock at night. Does going to bed at nine o'clock at night make this easier or harder to achieve going to bed, getting eight hours of sleep and being rested? Well, it kind of depends, you know, does that mean I have to completely change my nightlife? <laughs> does that mean I have to, you know, become an early bird so I can get all the things I need to do done? You know, what is, you know, it might feel a little messy still. And if it does, that's okay. Bear with me. Question number three, what things am I doing to overcomplicate this? Well, I said eight hours of sleep. I never said I have to go to bed by 9 p.m., for example. So that one little tweak where, okay, as long as I'm getting my eight hours of sleep every night and I'm going to bed rested, you know, like calm, and I'm waking up feeling very relaxed and non-rushed, well, how do I uncomplicate that? If that means that my nighttime, you know, the time I go to bed every single night changes, that's fine because the whole goal is to have eight hours of sleep. If that means that I need to kind of prepare a little nighttime, let's say routine for like, well, not routine, nighttime prep so that I'm not rushed at night and a night, you know, a daytime prep so I'm not rushed in the morning. Cool. 
let's uncomplicate this. So if that means I, you know, pack my lunch and I don't know, I'm making it up. I pack my lunch and all the dishes are done and all the stuff is put away on the counter. If that makes me feel going to bed well rested, then cool. I've, I haven't overcomplicated it. If in the morning, again, I'm trying to achieve that goal. If in the morning I'm trying to not feel rushed, well, again, I've did some of the work already, but at night having the lunch prepped and things like that, I'm making it so that I'm not overcomplicating the process. Another way to kind of identify if I'm overcomplicating something is if I feel that I'm just being a little too rigid. So I would go back to if you feel that whatever you're thinking of is just a little too rigid and unrealistic and it's not going to flow with the rest of your life. Well, just go back to the first question. What is the goal or feeling I'm trying to achieve? So making sure that things aren't overcomplicated is definitely going to be key with this. And again, over time, you're going to get better at this. Start out with baby steps. You know, if a nighttime routine is an easy thing for you to kind of start out with, then start out with a nighttime routine. Question number four would be, what would this look like if it was easy? I still to this day, am obsessed with this question just because it gets me out of my own way. You know, it's another way of framing, you know, what is the goal or feeling I'm trying to achieve, but it's just, it's a super clear cut question. What would this look like if it was easy? Well, I would go to bed rested. I would wake up rested. I would get eight hours of sleep. Cool. How do I not overcomplicate this? I don't overcomplicate it by setting crazy rigid rules. Cool. You kind of get the drift, right? So the final question would be number five. Does this decision move me forward in life? And here's where that decision moves me forward in life. If I am well rested, not only am I healthier because I'm actually getting enough sleep, I'm happier because I'm not grumpy and exhausted all the time. I'm not oversleeping on the weekends. I am a better coworker. I am a better boss. I'm a better friend. I'm a better wife. All because I actually took care of myself and I got enough sleep. Again, this might feel like a super cheesy example, but you kind of get the point. I am moving myself forward in my life. I'm not going to be overwhelmed. I'm not going to be rushed. I'm not going to be sleep deprived and make a dumb mistake. You know, I'm not going to do all of these things that could actually have a bad cost, you know, whether it's a physical, um, emotional, a spiritual, maybe I'm not going to do anything of the, I'm not going to do all this dumb stuff because I made a decision that makes my life easier going forward. So it's almost, there's a, another episode I did a while ago and I'll make sure to link it in the show notes that talks about taking care of your future self. It's the same concept of that. It's just the practicality of the micro decisions that we make in our lives to take care of our future selves. So I'm saying future Margaret would love to be well-rested, so why don't we go ahead and have a nighttime routine that achieves that? So with the journal prompts out of the way, let's go back to what does it look like to have this be practical and part of your life when it comes to your friends and your family and, again, even your coworkers. Well, that looks like asking clarifying questions with them. So clarifying questions with them. So let's say it's a coworker. You and a coworker have a process. What's kind of working? It's kind of clunky. And you're like, ah, this is, this could definitely be better, right? I would, you know, whether it's the type of relationship where you can ask them, hey, this feels kind of clunky. What's something that we could do to make this smoother? Or maybe it's not appropriate to ask them. 
you can write it down or even think it out. You know, hey, this process with coworker X is kind of clunky. How do we make this smoother? What What's the, again, to go back to the journal prompts, what's the goal or the feeling I'm trying to achieve? And once you can identify that, then you can look for the ways that you and your coworker are overcomplicating it. Then you can start thinking of ways, what would this look like if it was easy to, again, get you out of your own way? And then from there, when you come up with your solution, you can use the test to make sure it's actually working. Does this move me forward in life? Does this decision, does this process I'm trying to implement with my coworker move me forward in life? Does it make my life easier? Does it make their life easier? Does it make working in whatever, you know, does it make working together easier? Little things like that make a difference. So because I highly doubt that you're going to be able to ask these questions of every single coworker, every single friend, every single family, you can just ask the clarifying questions instead. So even when it comes to a boss, you can be like, hey, boss X, I know, <laughs> you know, because I don't know your boss's name. Boss X, I know that you would like to have this result achieved in the next year. Is that correct? You know, again, clarify it. You know, obviously I wouldn't go to my boss and ask that because that would sound like a valley girl and super retarded. But you get my point. You want to know what it is they're trying to have you achieve, your department achieve, your coworkers achieve. Um, they want you to have your staff achieve. Just kind of be a little more clear on that. From there, you can think of the things that you're doing or your department or your friends or your coworkers or whoever. You can think of the things that you guys are doing to overcomplicate this. And most people think that every single step is required. I would say... To, you know, to challenge that, write it down. So if you are dealing with a coworker, if you are dealing with, let's say, childcare, if you are dealing with family, if you are dealing with friends, why do we have to overcomplicate this? If you want to see a friend X amount of times a week, make it a standing workout date. Make it a standing walking date. Make it a standing hangout session at a coffee bar or something. You know, you get the point, right? Why do you have to reinvent the wheel and make the decision over every single time? Why can't you just have a little bit of a routine? And then, again, I would ask, what would this look like if it was easy? And write this stuff down. I mean, I'm going, I'm kind of nagging a little bit on writing it down. But I want you to write it down just because I want you to be able to look at it and, you know, write some notes and go, oh, well, this might be easier or that might be easier. And then I want you to take the piece of paper I've got the puppy snorting in the background. I want you to take that piece of paper and I want you to put it away for a couple days. Or even better, if you have someone that understands what you're doing, I want you to take that piece of paper and show it to that friend, show it to that coworker, show it to your spouse and say, hey, what do you think is necessary or unnecessary in this? What am I overcomplicating that I'm not seeing? What would this look like if it was easier? What steps can I take out? And from there, you will start to identify the patterns and the things of what decisions actually move you forward in life. So with that being said, when it comes to your friends and families and coworkers, ask clarifying questions and make sure you're not overcomplicating this. So with the clarifying questions out of the way, with a couple of examples of how you can use this with your friends and family, 
I want to turn it over to you. I want to hear from you. What are you doing to, what decision, let's start from the beginning. What things feel mech? What decisions are you looking to make so that it moves you forward in life? You know, what steps are you taking? And I'd love to see some of your answers to the journal prompts. I would prefer if you could to go to margaretstevens.co and go ahead and write your answers there. And while you're at it, you can go ahead and request to join the private Facebook group that we have. It is a community for people that are wanting a calm and spacious life. And if you want, you can use it as a place to make some friends. You can use it as a place to share your questions, your concerns. It's a very safe place. I am making sure that all the people in there are high vibe only, and it's not going to be bunch of spams. There's going to be chances to, you know, promote your work because I always believe in sharing and learning from other people, but it's also a spot to create a community because not all of us are lucky enough to have a local community of people that are like-minded and want to create that calm and spacious life and are looking to have conversations about how to make decisions that move you forward. So if you're looking for that community, just go to margaretstevens.co and go to this episode and you will see in the upper right hand corner the little picture to join the Facebook tribe. And I would love to have you in there and we will talk to you later. Can't wait to see you over in the Facebook group. Have a great night. Bye guys. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.